Tell you, God's good to us tonight, isn't he? Hallelujah. I'll tell you, if you didn't get help tonight, it's your own fault, isn't that right? And uh, the Lord's here, and I appreciate God passing by. I'll tell you, we, there's enough dead churches in this hour, and uh, God don't have to pass by our way, does he? Well, there ain't nothing special about us, and I'm just glad he keeps coming, amen? And uh, that's why we got to be, and I know you believe this way, but I think it's just worth saying. That's why we have to be so careful we don't change. Isn't that right? Because at the end of the day, what matters is whether or not he shows up. I don't want to do anything that would quench or grieve the Holy Spirit where he wouldn't come. Amen? And uh, I tell you, I'd rather be on the side of the road with a handful of people and uh, uh, not even have a building to meet in but feel God show and know that God showed up. Amen? And I praise God for that. I, I want to preach a little message tonight. It won't be long out of the book of uh, John, chapter number 19. And uh, it's been on my heart all day. And Lord spoke to me uh, this morning, uh, a little bit last night, and then this morning about this thought. And I pray it will be a help to us tonight. I, I believe you can have worship and preaching all together. And sometimes when it gets good, I don't, you know, you just don't have any preaching. And that don't bother me neither. I think there have been some time, like, I think last Sunday night or Sunday night before last, I just didn't have no burden to preach. And I, don't feel, I didn't feel like it was God's will to preach. And I know uh, that, that may bother some people some places. But uh, you can't preach if he don't help you. Isn't that right? And if you don't feel that burden, you better not. And so John chapter 19 and verse 19, if you'll stand with us, and we'll keep you just a few moments tonight. John 19 and verse 19. The Bible says, And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The title then read many of the Jews. For the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priests of the, of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, bless the reading of thy word. Thank you for blessing the singing tonight. Thank you for just showing up. Thank you for every testimony. Lord, every testimony. What an encouragement it was tonight. And I pray that you would help us these next few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach a, a little bit of a different sermon tonight, but that it's on my heart. I want to preach on this subject, on the power of the printed page. The power of the printed page. And, you know, there's been a lot of questions down through the years uh, as to whether or not tracks are useful, whether or not tracks should should be used. And and so I was looking up, of course, we believe in gospel tracks. You know that. I'm not trying to establish that by no means tonight. But but I was just, last night, I was just looking for a few moments at a few thoughts, and, and I looked up the definition. I don't know why it even did this. I mean, you know, the Internet, you can ask the Internet anything, and I don't know how true the Internet is on, on everything, amen, it's not like your King James Bible, but uh, you know, that's the day we live in, if you don't know something, you ask Al Gore, or you ask the internet, and so uh, I asked the internet, I said, uh, and the defin- this is the definition that it gives of, of what a gospel track is, it said a gospel track is simply a piece of paper that presents a message of the gospel, amen, a, simply a piece of paper that presents a message of 
of the gospel. Well, I was thinking about this passage of scripture here and what we have in this text is that we have Pilate and the Bible said in verse number 19 that, that Pilate wrote a title and he put this title on the cross and the title said Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. You know, that's interesting tonight because uh, this is not a track, it is a title, but it is the same thing in the sense that it gives a written message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you read this title here at Calvary, it really does tell who Christ was. I know that the soldiers mocked him and said, Hail thou King of the Jews. And, and we know that Pilate himself asked Jesus, Art thou the King of the Jews? And, and then we know here that the title was given. But can I tell you, it was a true title for Jesus really was and is the King of the Jews. Amen. He was from Nazareth. He is a king and he is the king of the Jews. And I think about the person who wrote this message. It's interesting because the Bible said in verse 19 that Pilate wrote a title and this title he wrote it with his own hands and he wrote it with his own head. What he thought to write down is what he wrote down. Now it wasn't in Pilate's heart. We know that. But Pilate wrote down a message and the message was true and what it means is uh, it really doesn't matter when you pick a track uh, who the man was that, that printed the paper and it really doesn't matter uh, uh, where the paper come from because it's not the man, it's not the machine uh, uh, but it is the message that counts uh, and the message that read on this title that day was written by a lost man that's interesting when I think about the person who wrote this message and then I think about the place that this message was written, look at verse 19 again it said that Pilate wrote a title and he put it on the cross now I think that's a good place uh, uh, to put this title I don't know what Pilate was thinking uh, but I do know what God was thinking amen when that title was put on the cross uh, it read clear it read right uh, and it was a good presentation as to who Jesus Christ was uh, he was the king of the Jews uh, and so we find the place uh, that this message was written and then we find the power of the written message in verse 19 it says Jesus of Nazareth the king of the Jews and we'll say more about that in just a moment but I think about the possibility of this written message here that Pilate put down look at verse 20 the Bible said this title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city do you see that this title's hanging on the cross uh, and Jesus is hanging on the cross uh, and the Bible said that many of the Jews uh, they read this title because it was near the city what that means is uh, if I wasn't even there at the moment that Jesus was crucified if I wasn't there when the mob uh, followed him out of town and when they drove the hammer and the nails into his hands and, and into his feet if I wasn't even there you know what it meant it meant I could walk by the cross uh, and I could take a good look at the cross uh, and to me that was just another man in those days it was hanging on the cross uh, because Roman crucifixion was something that took place on a regular basis uh, it wasn't nothing to see a man uh, crucified but on this day when I passed this cross uh, there was three on that hillside but when I passed this cross uh, this cross has a title on it uh, and I can read that title just like you can read a track uh, and that title you know 
what it'll do? It'll explain the man that's hanging on the cross. As it said, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. And you know what that does? It opens up the possibility that that word would get down in my heart and that that man on that cross and that message would have a meaning that would change my life. You see, when you give somebody a gospel track, you don't know who you're giving it to and you don't know what God's going to do with it and you don't know how it's going to be used in that person's life. The possibility when you hand one track to somebody is that not only will they get saved and may get saved, but their whole house may get saved and God may call them to preach and hundreds and multitudes may be saved just by one track. Amen. One title. That was I wonder who read that title that day and it changed their life. The possibility, the power of the printed page, the plurality of the written page. Notice the Bible said it was written in Hebrew and Greek and in Latin. This was written in the three major languages of that day. It was going out in not just Hebrew, not just in Greek, but in Latin. That meant that different languages could read the same title. Different languages could read and see what the cross was about. They could understand and have understand the meaning of Calvary and that who that was. And we'll say more about that phrase in just a moment. What I'm saying is this title resembles a track in the sense that whether you're a Hebrew, whether you're a Greek, or whether you're in Latin, it's in your language I'm glad the word of God goes forth in all different languages today around this world I'm glad those tracks are going to Africa I'm glad they're going to Europe I'm glad they're going behind the iron curtain tonight I'm glad they're going into China I'm glad they're still here listen the gospel is reaching the four corners of the earth through the printed page and the printed page still works can I get an amen right there and I see the problem in this text in verse 21 with this written message. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. You know what I see out of that religious crowd there in verse 21? That they're trying to do the same thing at the cross about what Pilate wrote that they're still trying to do today. They're trying to change the message. Oh, it's just a little bit. Look what they said. The chief priest said to Pilate, write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Uh, maybe this would make it a little more uh, easier for them to understand when they read this. Uh, uh, maybe it would be a little bit clearer. Uh, uh, listen, isn't that what they want to do? Uh, they want to change the message of the cross. Uh, they want to change what the cross stands for. They want to change who he is, uh, the Christ of the cross. Uh, I see the problem then is the problem today. Uh, but thank God for the permanency about the written message. Uh, look what Pilate said to him in verse number 22. He said, what I've written, I've written. Amen. And can I tell you what God has written, he has written. Amen. What's been put down is not going to be changed. It's already stamped, signed, and sealed and been delivered. Amen. And I'm telling you, the religious crowd, may not, they may hate this word tonight, but it'll not return void. It'll accomplish which he pleases. And thank God for the message. It didn't change then and it don't need to change now. Amen. The permanency. And then I see here tonight, the, uh, I see here the printing of the written page. You might see, oh preacher, what Pilate wrote never made it 
to a gospel track. It was a title. What Pilate wrote never hit the printed press. Oh, but it did, didn't it? Because it's in your lap today. When Pilate wrote it, he put it down as a title. It got on the cross. I'll tell you, the word of God's not bound to anything. You know that? I'm telling you, it was a title on the cross that day. But guess what? What Pilate wrote down and put on that cross, you know where it's at right now? It's laying in your lap. It's on the printed page right now. Thank God. Listen, you can't stop the word of God. It's going to go forth. The power of the printed page. Here we are 2,000 years later, and we're reading about it. Jesus of Nazareth, uh, the king of the Jews. Uh, hey, track still works. Can I get an amen right there? And we still need to be <clears throat> passing out tracks. Uh, we still need to be telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there's a lot of reasons uh, uh, that we ought to pass out tracks. Amen? And that we ought to use tracks. Uh, you say, why? Because tracks are easy to give another person. Amen? And you can give it to them with a smile and encouragement. And you can encourage them to read them. Uh, I'll tell you another reason we ought to pass out tracks. Uh, is because tracks are a great way uh, for Christians to fulfill the great commission uh, by sharing the gospel openly and widely with others. Uh, uh, tracks can get inside the home uh, and stay and you and I cannot. Uh, uh, tracks never lose their temper or get involved in an argument. Uh, uh, tracks never flinch and never show fear. Uh, tracks never can stick to the point without compromising. Uh, tracks never get discouraged. Uh, tracks are willing to be sent anywhere. Tracks can work 24 hours a day. Tracks are not expensive. Uh, tracks can be read many times over. Uh, tracks contain portions of scriptures uh, which God has promised to use uh, and he's promised to bless. Uh, uh, tracks can be used without fear. Uh, tracks have unlimited patience. Uh, uh, tracks will track you down. Somebody say amen. Uh, uh, tracks explain the gospel clearly and simply so that the reader can make a decision to trust Christ. Uh, uh, tracks goes anywhere with you. Uh, they can go to work. They can go to school. They can go on vacation. They can go shopping. I mean, they can go to the grocery store. They can go when you go out to a restaurant. A track can go anywhere. So a tracks can accomplish the purpose anytime, day or night, winter or summer, good times or bad, right now or later. A track will always work. A tracks can take advantage of special events or activities. Listen, tracks can be used to inject spiritual truth through specialized gospel messages such as Christmas and Easter. Uh, tracks can be used in a time like that. Uh, uh, tracks are proven to work. Uh, history records uh, uh, many testimonies uh, of people that were saved uh, as a result of gospel tracks tonight. We ought to be passing out tracks, shouldn't we? Tracks often get ready or get read by more than one person. Tracks are portable. You can carry them in your pocket, your purse, your planner, your notebook, your laptop bag. Tracks are also portable when used for large outreaches. Just as one person can pack and carry several thousand tracks with them. Tracks can be used in quantity, multiplying your witness and opportunities. Tracks can be disturbed uh, or distribute, distributed as a part of your normal routine. It, listen, you can give them out every single day. Tracks are available in variety of designs and formats uh, uh, that suits your taste or preference. If you know somebody has a need, I promise you a specific need. There's probably been a track written on it somewhere. So, uh, 
uh, tracks, uh, uh, listen, uh, uh, can be uh, are, are available in variety, and then tracks address subjects that are current as well as the topics that are timeless. Uh, tracks give God's point of view about life and death and issues. Uh, tracks get their point across in an easy to read, brief format suited for the generation that's familiar with short videos and social media and posts and text messages. Uh, uh, tracks cross educational hurdles uh, and are available on various grade levels. Uh, tracks may contain the only portion of God's word that some people will ever read. Uh, tracks can communicate in a language you don't speak. Uh, tracks cross age and gender differences. Uh, uh, tracks don't require a degree, a degree, a special giftedness, uh, training, or experience to use. Uh, tracks never compromise the message. Uh, uh, tracks cross social and economic barriers. Uh, tracks, hey, they never get tired. Uh, uh, tracks give their message uh, when the reader's ready to receive it. Tracks cross ethic and culture barriers. Uh, uh, tracks can start a conversation. Tracks reinforce what you say about the gospel in conversation, talk, and sermon. Uh, uh, tracks get their message across uh, when no conversation is even possible. In a letter uh, with a bill payment or when you have only seconds with another person, you can give them a track. Uh, I'm telling you, tracks are like seeds uh, which we plant and God can use to bring forth eternal life. Uh, uh, tracks can be put away for many years uh, and then rediscovered at a divinely appointed time. I'm talking about the gospel track. Uh, uh, tracks generally add their message uh, uh, to other factors from the reader's past uh, that may eventually lead that person to salvation. Uh, tracks are a testimony. Uh, I'm telling you they tell what Jesus has done in the lives of others. Uh, tracks can directly address certain beliefs uh, like Islam, Catholicism, Mormonism, uh, comparing them with the biblical truth. Uh, and tracks can be adapted to share their message through various media to reach people in places uh, that you cannot otherwise visit. It's 49 reasons why we ought to give out gospel tracks. Here's number 50. Tracks provide a point of reference for the reader to find spiritual help. By contacting the publisher, the church, the individual, the website that's listed on the back of it. It's good to give tracts out. If a lost man can put a title on the cross that can make the printed page. You say, that's the Holy Spirit. I know that. There's the divine side and the human side. I know that. You know that. But Pilate didn't know that. But it made the printed page. And 2,000 years later, we're reading what was written down. Oh, listen, there's all kinds of ways to use tracks. Tracks can be placed in each box or bag of item that you sell. They can be placed on business counters or in an office for people to pick up. They can be taken overseas on mission trips in the language of the country being visited. They can be left in a locker at the gym. They can be posted on public bulletin boards. They can be placed in airport terminals and and uh, distributed in bus trains and subway stations. They can be handed to anyone who has helped you at a store, give, given you a haircut, serviced your car, worked in your house. They, they can be shared with, with, with uh, your family, with your friends. They, uh, listen, they can be taken to college campuses and distributed. They can be given uh, to, a, a tent, to an attendant at the parking garage or, or somewhere where you're paying a bill. Uh, listen, tracks can be, can be used in all forms and fashion. Uh, uh, listen, they can be used uh, and placed in a 
library book when you return it. That's a good place to put a track, amen. A, a trash can be given out during appointments with the doctors and healthcare workers. Uh, they can be left in motel rooms. Uh, uh, listen, they can be placed in greeting cards, be sent with letters. They been, can be given to hospital patients and nursing home residents while, while visiting. Trash can be handed out uh, in all kinds of public places and areas. Uh, they can be distributed uh, door to door and can be given out at Christmas time when you, when you give a neighbor some cookies or something like that. Uh, uh, listen, or a friend, uh, a gospel track can always be given. Never cost anything. They can be handed out at different meetings and different restaurants and different places of business. So many ways to give out the gospel. And tonight, when I think about this title, I think about a track. I think about how it was used. I think about what Charles Spurgeon said. He said, when preaching and private talk are not available, you need to have a track ready. Get good striking tracks or none at all. A touching gospel track may be the seed of eternal life. Therefore, do not go out without your tracks. Let each one of us, if we have done nothing for Christ, begin to do something now. The distribution of tracks is the first thing. Robert Murray Machine, the smallest track may be the stone in David's sling. In the hands of Christ, it may bring down the giant's soul. George Whitfield, a preacher of the Great Awakening, was saved by a gospel track. After reading it, he wrote, God showed me I must be born again or be damned. The great Hudson Taylor, one day in his father's library, turned over a basket of tracks, and then he turned that basket of tracks over. He, saw, he picked one up, and he saw the phrase that said, The finished work of Christ. Immediately, the words attracted his attention. What was finished, he asked himself. Reading further, the tract explained the finished work as a full and perfect atonement and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. Then Hudson thought, if the whole work was finished on the cross of Calvary and the whole debt of sin paid, what is there left for me to do? And Hudson was then convicted and convinced at the light of God's truth that flashed before his soul by the Holy Spirit. And there was nothing to, else to be done but to fall down on his knees and accept Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. He went to China and started the China Inland Mission and stayed there and preached for 51 years. Over 800 different missionaries established more than 300 local offices in the China Inland Mission. Why? Because one man in his father's office one day as a 17 year old boy he picked up a track and he read the track and he got saved by the grace of God and he flooded China and became one of the greatest missionaries if not the greatest missionary outside the Apostle Paul. I'm telling you this after this evening, one of the most valuable things and eternal things we can ever do when we walk past that door and we start out is not walk past it without picking up some tracks. Uh, Brother Andrew, you ought, to have to, you ought to have to fill it up at least uh, twice a week. Uh, I'm telling you, it ought to be our desire. It ought to be our burden from the pulpit to the pew uh, to pass out the printed page. Uh, the power of the printed page uh, is that it can go places where you and I cannot go. It can speak to people where you and I cannot speak to them. And just like this title is still speaking today, the tracks that are in that track rack can make a difference in somebody's life. Well, when I look at the phrase that Pilate put on there, look at that phrase, I'll give it to you and be done. 
And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, verse 19, and the writing was, here it is, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. I see in this little title that Pilate put on the cross that day, I see that it begins with the person, Jesus. You know, anything that begins with Jesus is good. And it begins with Jesus. So that when that person walks past that cross and they look at that cross, the first person, the first word they're going to read is Jesus. And they're going to see Jesus. And they're going to see his name. I want to tell you that's who people need to see in this hour. They need to see Jesus. They came to him one day and said, Sirs, we would see Jesus. I'm telling you, would the world see Jesus tonight? Could the world see Jesus tonight? They'll only see Jesus tonight if we take the power of the printed page and we put it in their hands. I remember years ago when a mission, some missionaries came to our church when I was just a teenage boy and they stood up and they testified how over in Bulgaria they stood on the street corners. They weren't begging the church for money that night. They wasn't begging the church for volunteers. They was begging the churches here in America to provide them with, with as many gospel tracts as they could get because they said when they went to Bulgaria, they were so hungry for the gospel. They had heard about Jesus. They had heard about the gospel but they'd never seen a Bible. They'd never seen the gospel. They said they would go to the street corner and they said they would hold up a track and once they held a track up, they said it would be like a mob. Said people would just about run them over trying to snatch them out of their hands. They called them Bible fragments and they said what they would do is they would stand together and lock arms and they would hold those tracks up and they would just come and get them. You know what they were doing when they got them? They would get one and with such joy. I mean like they had found a treasure. That missionary said they would run back home and they would call their family together and they would bring them in and they would sit down because they had a fragment of the word of God and they would read the Bible and they would read that track over and over and over again. I'm talking about hallelujah for the power of the printed page. Thank God for the tracks. Hallelujah. Heard them give that testimony and never forgot it. And I thought about in America how blessed we are tonight. When the average Christian don't even read their Bible. Don't even ever pass out a try. I'm not condemning us tonight. I'm telling you, this is what God put in my soul this morning. I said, Lord, help me to never be caught without a track again. And I see in this text, I see the person is Jesus. The place is Nazareth. The position, I'm not going to preach it all tonight to you. We're going to go to the house. The position is the king. That title was telling people, about the king. And when somebody walked by, you know, I think about that thief on the cross that got saved. He's hanging there. And when he started out, when he left Jerusalem with Jesus and that other thief, he was like that mob and he was like everybody else. He was, he was railing on the Son of God. He cast the same in his teeth. The Bible said the thieves cast the same sayings in their teeth. But that thief... From the streets of Jerusalem <clears throat> to the brow of Calvary, some things happened and his theology changed. The closer he got to Calvary, 
And the closer he got to death, things started changing. I believe Jesus was crucified first. And when they crucified him, he watched Jesus get crucified. And then they crucified that thief and he's hanging on the cross next to Jesus. And he hears Jesus pray, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he hears Jesus, those three hours of darkness, he hears him cry out. He remembered somebody saying he was the king of the Jews. Pilate made that statement. He remembered that he took Barabbas' place. He watched him lay down like a lamb to a slaughter and a sheep before his shears is dumb. And he never opened his mouth and he laid his arms out on the cross. And those soldiers took, they'd never crucified a man so tender and so gentle and so willingly. And that thief is hanging on the cross and all that's running through his mind. I don't know everything he believed, but I know he believed a few things about this, about Jesus in just a matter of moments. Pilate puts that title on there, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And that thief, he don't know if he read that title or not, but I know he looked over at Jesus and this is what he said. He said, Lord. That's another word for king, you know. That's a sovereign word. He said, Lord, remember me. And here it is. When thou comest into thy kingdom. I think that, that thief, whether he read the title or not, but I got a feeling he may have, he believed Jesus was a king. He believed Jesus had a kingdom. And he believed that kingdom was beyond this world. And he believed he was going there. And he believed he wanted to go with him. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. Because I'm going to tell you one day, thank God I saw the cross and one day somebody gave me the message. And can I tell you, just like that thief, I was as unworthy and deserving to die as what he was. But I believe he's a king. I believe he's got a kingdom. I believe that kingdom's beyond this world. And I believe he's in that kingdom right now. And by the grace of God, I want to go to that kingdom and be where he is. I'm about to think myself happy. Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, the power of the printed page is that it doesn't stay on the page. It gets down in the heart of a sinner, thank God, and it sows the seed of the gospel and faith springs up and thank God salvation is born. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're going and I hate that you're going. I'm just being honest with you tonight. I'm glad Brother Williams is going because it's God's will. I knew, I didn't know what, but I knew six months before he said anything, God was stirring something. And I knew something, but I didn't know. But I'm going to hate it. Because my favorite saying is, go see Brother Brian, he knows about that. I'm going to have to start pastoring again, y'all. I'm going to start figuring stuff out now. But I thought about that this morning. I thought about what God's called you to do. I'm going to tell you, it's one of the greatest ministries in the world because it is a worldwide ministry. You'll have to get the glory to see where all them tracks have went to, all the lives they have touched, 
all the people that have got saved. And then all the people that got saved because of the people that got saved, because of the people that got saved, because of the people that got saved who read the tracks. And you know what that does to me tonight? What it ought to do to me tonight, what it ought to do to us tonight is to walk by that track rack and empty it out and give it to somebody. I'm telling you tonight, I don't know who I'm going to meet between, I don't know if I'll even be alive between here and this Sunday and next. But Brother Jason, if I live the next Sunday, I don't know who I'm going to run into between here and there. But I tell you, it won't cost me nothing. Just say, hey, Lord loves you. Oh, Brother James Crumpton, his wife, every restaurant they ever went in, I mean, if they went to McDonald's, before they'd step up and order, they were up in years, I, they'd go in and they'd just walk around and they'd just, Lord loves you, God bless you, thank you for taking this. I mean, he's 80 years old, how are you going to get mad at an 80-year-old man? His little sweet wife going around. They made sure everybody there got the gospel. Then they'd walk up and order one of those disgusting hamburgers from McDonald's. But it doesn't cost anything, does it? Just a little time. Just a little, and I'm preaching to myself, okay? I'm not preaching. Just a little time. Just a little humility. Just a little, Lord help me. Embarrassing my flesh. That's just how it is for me. I don't know. It may not be that way for you. That's just how it is. Tonight, the power. I'm glad we have the printed page. Let's stand. Don't you thank God for this page? These pages. Well, we got a full cannon tonight. There's a world out there. They, they don't even know what this is. And tonight, we have an opportunity to give it to them. Our heads are bowed tonight. If you need to use the altar, it's open. Sam will lead us in a song.